Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. So friends, if we allow scripture to read us, we find that we are also in a time of grieving. We too are grieving the loss of a friend, of a pastor, of a leader. We too are unsure of what is next. And we too are on the cusp as we are filled with the spirit of encountering previously unimagined ways that we will continue in Jesus's mission. The cooks have led well over this past decade. And now the baton has been passed to us as Brandon and Becca Cook follow Jesus into the next chapter of their story. So now we will hear from the cooks as they share a farewell message with us. Thank you, JC. Thank you, Jace. Oof, my friends, this is a lot. A lot of uh, emotion. We love this community. So for, I'm going to speak first, and then Becca's going to share. I know I speak for both of us when I say how much we love this community. And watching Mary's story this morning, I thought this so exemplifies so much of what LBCF is, this community that's rooted and has rooted us. So, woo, okay. Um, I, my, I texted my mom. My mom texted me this morning and said, how are you doing? And I said, nervous. And I, it's been a long time that I've gotten nervous teaching a sermon, um, but I realize it's not, it's not really nervousness. It's just a bundle of so many different, I mean, there's nervousness in it, but there's so many emotions. There's sorrow today and there's deep gratitude and love. So it's just, it's a lot on a day of saying goodbye and thank you to this community. And of course, we did not plan to be doing this from this office <laughs> here, here at our home on Lee's Avenue, but reality speaks with its own voice and reality just kind of shows up the way that it shows up, right? So I've been reflecting during this time, certainly during the coronavirus, but also my final days as a pastor in this community. And I've been considering, well, what, 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 do, I, what do I want to say to the community during this time and in my last time addressing the community as a pastor here? And I simply want to say this, seems to me that all of life, all of life in God, all of life, that the whole point is that we would come to trust in the resurrection pattern, which we just read about in the book of Acts. And that's really it, to come to trust the pattern of resurrection made possible in Jesus, that in whatever we're facing, that the whole game is to turn to God and not a God who's up there looking down on us, not some sort of old man in the sky looking down on us, but a God who is right here with us, suffering, groaning, Paul describes the this work of the Spirit, suffering to redeem the world, a God of endless light and love who is far better than even our best image of him. And so we can know this God by, but it takes from us turning into the storm, whatever the storm may be. And that turning is actually a, a learning to die. We're called to die. It's a crazy invitation that Jesus made to his disciples. Pick up your cross and follow me. But we find as we do that, 
And this is the resurrection pattern right here, that whatever we lay down in trust and surrender and love before God, even to death itself, is resurrected beyond death. The resurrection pattern, death and resurrection, loss and renewal, if you prefer. But this is the whole journey that we're on, learning to trust this pattern, because in so doing, we come to know God. This is obviously what Jesus himself taught us. And as he hung on the cross, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. He didn't want to walk. He didn't want to go to the cross, uh, but he trusted the resurrection pattern. It's not just in Jesus, though. It's the very beginning of our faith in Genesis 12. God said to Abram, go, lech lecha, go. And it can also be translated, go and go to yourself, like become who you were meant to be. And in that journey of trust, somehow you become your true self, who you were always made to be. Trust is like um, a fire that burns away our false self and reveals what is beneath that, which is our true self made in the image of God. And so Abram went into the unknown, left everything that he was familiar with. That was a journey of hope, but it was also a type of death, of loss, uh, of surrender. But he was trusting that resurrection pattern. Later, he was called to sacrifice Isaac, and he made the same leap. He didn't have to sacrifice Isaac in the end, but nevertheless, he trusted the resurrection pattern that if he, if he did even have to sacrifice Isaac, that God would raise him up. Because whatever is surrendered and laid down in love and trust before God and even dies, it can be, it will be resurrected in God. And as we read Genesis 12 and Abram's story, he became himself in the process. He became a new person. He literally got a new name, Abraham, the father of many. But that resurrection came through a process of death, death and resurrection loss and renewal. In Romans 8, Paul says that all creation is waiting for the revelation of the children of God. It's like creation waiting for those who, knew, who know their new name in God. Those who have come to know and trust the resurrection pattern and the resurrecting power of, of God, that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ, not even death itself. So that you can come to a place, we can come to a place even on our deathbed, where we have no fear of death because we've so come to trust the resurrection pattern that we know that it will lift us up. Reality speaks with its own voice and reality will find us. We know that, that life is suffering and none of us walks into the resurrection pattern willingly. We have to be forced into it. We have to be forced into suffering. And again, even Jesus himself prayed that he could be spared the suffering path of the cross. But each time we walk this path, we can walk it in a way where we, we come to know the resurrection pattern at a deeper level and be transformed. Right now, obviously, we're in the midst of this global pandemic. None of us would have chosen this. It's a sort of, there is death around us. There's, there's death in all, in many forms, a loss in many forms, loss of what we've known. So as followers of Christ, how do we trust the resurrection pattern even now? 
because that's who God is. That's what he does. As JC said, and I've never forgotten the God who cannot help, but create life out of love, the God who cannot help, but bring resurrection life. And what does it look like? I would ask you, as I'm asking myself, what does it look like to trust the resurrection pattern in your life right now? If we do trust it, if we will walk that path, we can come to that, that deeper level, that place where we trust Christ and we trust the pattern of resurrection that he made possible so that we can just come to say at all times, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? Death in Christ, loss, is always transformed. It's never death avoided. It's death transformed. If we take the let's avoid death path, okay, let's numb out, let's play video games all day, let's be religious enough or whatever, we will miss out on our souls. We'll not come to ourselves. We will not become ourselves. And like leaving LBCF for us, for our family, in many ways, it's trusting that resurrection pattern. We feel peace and we feel confidence. We feel we are following the leading of God such as we can discern it. But facing this sorrow of leaving has been tough and we're trusting that there is a resurrection pattern and not only for us, but for whatever loss you may feel because all change is loss and all change is change even if it's good change. But as, G as JC said, but what's God gonna birth? new life, because we can trust the resurrection pattern. And so I, we, want to take this opportunity on this, our last Sunday, to, say, to very simply say thank you. Thank you. I look back on how this community has grown me up over the last 10 years. I look back on who I was and um, how I've been shaped by you. Thank you. I had, uh, you know, when I came to this church before I was a pastor or before I was a lead pastor, I, I had in some sense given up on church and this community restored me long before I became a pastor. And I had a sense many of those years ago if I had to put words to it, it was like God speaking to me. If you'll do this, I'll be able to shape things in you that I won't be able to do otherwise. And what God has shaped in me has been, in many ways, the grace and kindness of this community to me. So I, I will forever be marked and I'll forever be grateful for um, the time in this unique way with you and the people that you are, I feel like, uh, I feel like my life <clears throat> in some way has been redeemed by my time getting to be with you. The time that came before it has been redeemed, has been purified, has been changed. So thank you. And you've come, you've helped me come to trust the resurrection pattern in my own life. And I, uh, I will forever, carry you with me and I will forever be grateful. Thank you. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> um, good morning. We're going to trade off now. I just want to say too, I'm so grateful to speak to you today. And even though I'm really sad, I think that we know 
and we're experiencing so potently in these times that sadness and grief are can be a reminder that something beautiful is changing and that they also partner with this innate joy that just must come out of us. Um, so in the months leading up to this day, I've cried a lot and I've worked through in and through some of the grief, but above it, what I mostly feel is gratitude. What I mostly feel is gratitude for you. So I want to offer a metaphor as a way of thanking you for being the community that has shaped and changed me and me and Brandon. And it'll come as no surprise to you that I love color. Um, it inspires, it comforts, it transforms. I'm so weepy. <laughs> um, color in all of its diversity, it brings me a lot of joy. And every year, Pantone, which is a company that specializes in color and color matching across many, many industries, they choose one color of the year. And this year, the 2020 color of the year is classic blue. Blue. Well, I feel like. I feel like they nailed me and our year. I mean, feeling blue is something that none of us will avoid in this season. But I love that the color blue not only emotes longing and suffering, but it also is a color of peace. And it's a very tangible color of the very sustenance of our lives, which is water, the Holy Spirit. So today, in the midst of this classically blue year, I want to say goodbye and thank you to a decade of love and fellowship with this family, you, LBCF. Thank you for being sustenance. Thank you for being an irreplaceable part of how God has shaped me. Thank you for how you have loved and encouraged and blessed me. I first walked into the doors of the LBCF sanctuary when the walls were still white and they were accented with fuchsia and teal. <laughs> and that 17 year old girl found a lot of possibilities there. I mean, there were women who became second mothers to me, men who became second fathers, men and women serving together, which was very meaningful for me. I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit at LBCF. And in this community, I was able to say out loud things that I had not been able to say, things that I needed to say. I felt my desire for more, for God, for an integrated Christian life, for intimacy with God and with others. And this family taught me to press into those longings until they have become a natural, everyday part of how Jesus lives in me. And they've unearthed unutterable things, unutterable longings that we have for God and one another. This, this is one of the DNA gifts of this family in Christ. It's one of the unique attributes of LBCF. You know, I'm aware of how young Brandon and I may still be, but I'm definitely aware of the babies that we were when we started on this LBCF journey. We were young in the sense of not knowing at all what we were doing. And you came alongside us and you blessed us. And in being the color blue, you, 
you truly helped us grow and nourished us like water. LBCF creatives, I want to speak to directly you or directly to you. Your talents are as diverse as the colors in the Pantone color system, or more aptly said, in nature itself. Thank you. Thank you for being such a deep place of community for me. I hope and pray that your greatest days of creativity are ahead and not behind. And remember that this is a time to share what you make and to celebrate creativity in one another. I wanna close with this blessing for LBCF. I see this body as a place that has brought together followers of Jesus who are disenfranchised with the traditional church, but they are hungry. You are hungry for the body of Christ and the life of God. LBCF has a pioneer spirit. It's a bit rogue in the holiest of ways. It's eclectic, rock band, plus traditional liturgical seasons, plus third way. It's a bridge builder for one another, but it's also a bridge for the church of the city. These are things that are part of the LBCF DNA. These are things that have little to do with Brandon and I. They reflect who LBCF has been historically in this recent decade and will undoubtedly influence the next season for LBCF. These qualities, they're the unique ways that LBCF is an ambassador for God's kingdom. LBCF, there are only three primary colors and blue is one of them. You have been a primary influence and presence in our lives. Thank you for sending me and Brandon and we truly do feel sent from this family into the work that is ahead of us. We believe that we feel God's calling and leading and we will forever be branded by you in this community and by your tangible love. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> well, reality speaks with its own voice. It's real. <laughs> it is April the 26th. I'm sad. And um, in Flower Drum Song, an old musical, there was a line that said, maybe it was South Pacific, but anyway, the line was, cry for happy. And I think I'm crying for sad and happy right now. Because I'm sad and I'm happy and I trust. And I wrote down as you were both speaking, what does trust look like? What does trust feel like? And sometimes trust feels like a community that will trust for us when we can't trust. But most of all, trust looks so much like love. And for those of us who believe in the word of God, what we know about love is that it never fails. And so, yeah, with that, we receive your leaving. And we trust together that um, God has something bigger, deeper, wider, higher, lower than anything we could possibly do if there wasn't this parting today. And so, like Thomas said, we believe help our unbelief. We trust, help our distrust. May we trust for one another. May we love well. Thank you so much, you guys. I love your faces. I love you both. 
And I love this community as we all do so very, very much. And, and I love worshiping God. And so right now we're going to turn this over to Vanessa and we're going to sing together again. Or maybe we're just going to allow her song to wash over our hearts. We hope this teaching has encouraged and challenged you. We always have more resources available at our website, lbcf.org. And wherever you are and wherever you're listening, we pray you be filled with grace to learn to live in love like Jesus.